All right, we got a wallop of an episode for you because we are ending this rom-com romp, which I can honestly say I hope to never do again on this show because we're talking movies. We're talking 2022's I Want You Back and 2003's Down With Love. Chris, it's like Cruel Intentions, only sexier. (laughs) I don't know, Cruel Intentions is pretty sexy, but at the risk of sounding like my mother, Just stay perfectly still and let him get it over with. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Uh, There is going to be some slight audio differences. Unfortunately, our producer is stuck in the United States. Uh, We do hope that he has a safe trip back. Uh, So now Scott and I are trying to monkey wrench this thing uh, together. So please bear with us as we go on with our show with the 2003's Down With Love and 2022's I Want You Back. And according to Scott's statements, rom-coms he does not want back take us away scott yeah i like i like halloween we do horror movies um even you know when we do the oscars and we watch those movies but or in august when we do porn in our horror movie section (laughs) (laughs) that's an old cheech and chongo joke that just didn't land Uh, no it did not i have no Uh, editor to get rid of it so (laughs) But yeah, so I think, but yeah, like fucking four weeks straight of rom coms. And I swear to God, if come this December, if you're like, let's just watch Harmlock movies, like I'm fucking done with this show. <laughs> that's that's the bridge too far, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say, like, I picked I Want You Back because I wanted something new and something I haven't watched yet. And after three weeks of rom-coms i can honestly say this this surprised me a little bit i i enjoyed it um it wasn't well, the first typical... off i would suggest that you stop picking shitty rom-coms that's probably why you don't enjoy them your rom-com choices are awful but anyway we'll, we'll get to yours we'll get to yours don't <laughs> worry. um but yeah like in terms of story-wise it, it was a little bit refreshing right just it wasn't your typical kind of rom-com in which you know normal play like spoilers um the storyline would have been like yeah they they met each other uh you know they would have fallen in love in the middle then broken up and gotten back with them and then and then broken up again to realize they loved each other but this is literally what they played with it was a slow born romance and you don't don't they don't realize it till till the very end which the ending is the only thing i had a problem with but other than that did you watch this or no watched about half of it and i was sort of like eh, eh. i didn't i didn't really like either of the characters which doesn't help Right. Like, no, none of the characters like they weren't even bad. I just didn't really like them. Right. So I wasn't super invested. I guess I like my rom-coms a little more. Well, first off, more comedy. This was almost on the line of like dramedy or maybe because the comedy was fairly dry. You know, what I so mean? where where like, it wasn't you, so farce. So, yeah. Where did you finish? 
Like, okay, so okay, so now you're calling me out. Uh, so I actually watched 30 minutes of a like hour, uh, hour and 40 minute show. So I watched a third of it. Thank you. Fine. The rug has been pulled out. I watched 30 minutes of this movie. <laughs> okay, so you could have just said no, I didn't watch it, and then, <laughs> and then we could have left it up. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I, I think... finished at the karaoke basically right after the karaoke scene. Oh, like... okay. So you, you, when they when they dubbed themselves the the sad sisters or whatever. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it, it does. I, I I'm telling you, like continue, continue with it. it. It gets pretty good and it gets pretty funny. Okay. Um, all right. You're, you're gonna miss the, uh, you know. Um, oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. But well, give us the broad uh, strokes of like what you really liked about it. Yeah, the Jenny Slate singing, you know, Suddenly Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, there was that full thing about, like, the the new boyfriend is the drama teacher, right? So Yeah, so with her trying to break them up, she, she goes volunteers. And then there's a, a nice little slub pot where, you know, she finds what her calling is as a, as a guidance counselor, which was pretty funny. Uh, the kid that... You know, she was kind of mentoring to say or was, you know, her um, who he relied on, like who he was telling her his problems to with her. He, he was pretty funny. I like that kid. But all in all, I would say because it is brand new, um, I don't want to spoil too much, but it is enjoyable and it 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 gets it gets you at the end. the The only thing I don't, I didn't like, was the end because, you know, when she realizes that he's the one, that Charlie Day is the one, um, that was very contrived. Uh, but other than that, I thought Scott Eastman did a good job, and I don't really like Scott Eastman because his name's Scott and your name is Scott. Yeah, like anybody with Scott in an acting kind of thing does very well. Like Michael mm-hmm. Scott. No, no, he's a character. He's not an actor. <laughs> uh, he is the regional manager of Dunder Mifflin and Scranton. So let's just... Let's Which like is, just it, fictional characters. It's not a fictional character. Fictional characters. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess the critics and the audience are kind of agreeing with you. I mean, it's got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, which, I mean... Rom-coms often take like a bit of a dick punch from critics and then usually have really good audience scores. And the audience says 77, which is, that's solid. It's much better than uh, mine. Like uh, Down With Love ends up having, I think 66 and a 62. Like it's not loved across the board. So, I mean, you definitely have a body of people in the internet world that uh, agree with you. Yeah, because I pick good movies. Mm, um, it's fucking debatable, but anyway. But yeah, like... I think, I think all in all, for what it is, it is, it's, it is like, especially because we've been on this little um, journey of rom coms. Is it was refreshing. Don't stop believing. No, no, it was just it, no, no. It was just kind of refreshing that it, it was a different kind of story, right? It wasn't because in reality, each one we've seen has been pretty much the same story over like it's the formulaic kind of like yeah. boy meets girl or boy has girl loses girl wants to get back with girl or finds i mean uh although american sweethearts has kind of got that like you know there's this couple that's supposed to be together and then like julia roberts is there the one that you don't see blah 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 you know what i mean yeah the 
it's 100% the same as all the other ones. But, just, but no, that's exactly <laughs> what the one you're talking about, right? Like they meet and then like, I'm just, again, like, I don't want you to spoil it either, but like, clearly there's that point where they realize like, oh my God, like we're not just platonic. We should be totally banging. And and then it was end credits. And then it was end credits. No, that like literally once they get to that point, the movie's done. Right? So that's so, it. Just the, the fact that we didn't get to the banging, that's what makes it like groundbreaking for you. Yeah. Yeah. But there there's a lot of good cameos in this film too. Um Pete Davidson's it, like Fucking has a hate look. Pete Davidson. Fuck Pete it, Davidson. Anyway. But, God, like I can't. <laughs> but but anyways, he his thing's funny. And I I'm think, with Kanye on this one. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> but i think jumping off a roof into a hot tub we're gonna be hearing a lot of uh, injuries and kids. Oh, fuck. does that happen yeah yeah that's a hundred percent they're gonna be a thing then right like yeah. there'll be the hot tub jump challenge and then uh teenagers ending up in hospitals because they're fucking stupid yeah. also keep the tide tides pods out of your mouth but yeah they do it yeah, it comes. It's a funny part in the film. I won't give it away, but there is a question because you know you're you're more um, romantic. Yes, it, it, you've lived a, a full, I would say, a fuller life than me. You've you've experienced more. That's just because um, I'm old. Yeah, th- that too. But but have you have you ever done Molly? So like like a girl named Molly. No, no. Like, is that like a boy named Sue? No, or? no. Because there is a scene in this film where I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to admit to using illegal narcotics on a fucking international show. What are you nuts? I have no idea even what you're talking about. I, I have not. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not Joe okay. Rogan over here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because, because yeah, like there's a scene and and it's like their their reaction to it, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not what this drug does. I'm like, it seems more like they're on LSD than Molly. I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll watch it and then I'll, uh, I'll Google uh, the use of uh, MDMA, ecstasy, Molly, you know, love drug, any of those things. And then I'll, uh, I'll let you know offline what, <laughs> what my scientific opinion is on, uh, on that. Uh, oh, d- <laughs> that, 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 that's what you need, right? Like just Google stuff and then you're going to have a scientific opinion. <laughs> right? You'll be right. Man, it, if it works for vaccines, it's got to work for movie stuff. Um, so, okay. Quick stuff though. Like, so would you recommend it? Yes, nah, I will recommend it. Cause it, it was, it does get pretty good. Um, uh, like I'm surprised you only went half, half an hour. That's also um, what she said. And it wasn't half an hour. Yeah, I know it was only wait, wait. It will only need 10 minutes, right? 10 minutes. That is not the joke. Yes, yes. Isn't that the joke from your movie? We'll be 10 minutes. 10 minutes. (laughs) And then they're all super happy. They're like, 10 minutes. Yeah. So when we'll get with your film, um, Down with Love. Um first. Uh my daughter. Well, I I just have to get some stuff out before you start talking. Oh, Um, okay. First, uh, my daughter, my oldest, uh, says you owe her two hours of her life back. Why? Um, it's not a two-hour movie. It's hour 40 minutes. Really? Because so I don't felt, know why she's it, charging extra interest. Because it, it, it felt like we were watching the Lord of the Rings extended cut. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she says you, you, you owe her that and that 
you really, really, really need to think about your movie choices. Pause. Had, go ahead. Go ahead. Let, it, let your daughter finish. She, yeah. she, she said, think about your movie choices. Pause. And then go a differently different route. Just pick a totally different movie because you have no taste in films. Don't 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 make me have to like chop your daughter's opinion and criticism up online. Uh, has she watched any of the movies you suggested? I think you're raising. I'm gonna have to call CAS listen, because I think that you're you're raising your children in a in a bad environment around listen, film, uh, film criticism and film appreciation. So. She was in tears with American sweethearts. This is what right. I'm talking about. I think that you're actually, there's there's a line. And like, if you do not teach your kids enough about quality art, I almost feel like it's a bit of like neglect. So maybe we got to have a conversation with child and pr- child protection. No, man, <laughs> this movie was, this movie was, this movie was bad. This movie like, is so good. It is no, so no. good. No, no. Like I, I, I now know why, and this is not a knock because, you know, Hollywood's a fecal bitch, but I now know why Peyton Reed didn't work for a while until Marvel called them to go make Ant-Man because he made this piece of shit. He he should have stuck with Bring It On. (laughs) Yeah, but then he also... Okay, so, I mean, we can... Let's let's, let's just do this back and forth and kind of talk about that. So Peyton Reed did Bring It On, made like a ton of money off of that. He did this. uh, It made like $40 on a $35 million budget. Uh, And then he made TV shows for a while. And he also did Yes Man, and he also did The Breakup, and all of those made a ton of fucking money, uh, yeah, which is but... normally your thing, like, which is normally your thing. And uh, then, yeah, he did, what, uh, Ant-Man and Ant-Man and Wasp, which is, it's a weird pivot. Like, it's a weird, like, hey, was he doing some stuff in TV that would make you think that he would do Marvel movies? These are Marvel, right? They're not DC. Yeah, yeah, they are Marvel, but... No, well, in terms of Ant-Man, it was supposed to be, um, oh, my God, Adam McKay. Mm-hmm. Um, don't look up guy, Vice. Uh, but then he had some scheduling conflicts. And if I'm not mistaken, he, um, well, originally it was supposed to be Edgar Wright. It was supposed to do Ant-Man. Oh, okay, then... uh, this is not a, a show about Ant-Man. So, but it uh, should so... be because no, that is way just more so the reality is is that if the reason you probably don't find this film funny is because you don't realize it's like an homage to a whole classification of like films that came out in like the late 50s and the early 60s right but this one specifically is like parody homage to uh like the no sex sex comedies like pillow talk and lover come back by which were both like rock hudson and doris day films where you could you couldn't talk about sex you couldn't openly have these things so you did like just a ton of innuendos even the editing which was really like the cinematography and the editing the costume and the set design like oh this that's such a beautiful film to watch even without the like really witty script yeah okay um, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. Ahead, i'll ahead, give you ahead. i'll give you that like yeah oh, thank set you. Des- no set design costume design yeah so the way to watch this film is to put it on the sound up <laughs> no no to put it on mute because that that's like this dialogue was so i actually want to unpack this because the dialogue is super sharp and super snappy how is this dialogue super snappy it's because super... it's so full of double entendre and so full of innuendo and again it's 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 very much playing through those throwbacks to the 1960s 
So it's much harder to write like that than to just write in like everyday speech. You know what I mean? Oh, so when they do the um the split screen and she's supposed to be giving him a blowjob. Yes. And she, yes. He's supposed yes. to be. All of that yeah. actually goes back to those late fifties, early sixties kinds of films. Uh, and I think an editor Larry Bach, who he did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Pump Up the Volume. He also worked on Bring It On, which explains why he'd be on this film. Uh, I think he did a really great job with that. The and, and again, he wouldn't be in charge of the motion graphics and stuff, but even the little like animations and stuff, like it's, it's you need to go and watch those 60s films and you'll understand, like this is almost like cut for cut, a throwback, except it's got such a great feminist message to it. Like it's such a progressive film. Um, yeah. <laughs> Really? Did you not actually like listen to the dialogue? I think I watched this movie when it first came out and never again. And oh, then, so wait, and then you watched it for the show, right? Yeah, and then I watched it for the show. And then yeah, when it does the like the twist at the end when it was like, oh, I was actually this person, and then th- I knew I had to do this and this and this and this to get to here. Yeah. So like they're like trying to one upmanship. Yep. Do you know who did that better? Who? Fucking Rick and Morty when they had their like heist episode, and they're and then they're Sorry, like, okay, where, when was Rick and Morty first off a t- cartoon TV show? Was yeah. it in two thousand three? No, it wasn't. There we go. Okay, so moving on. Um, also, um, not in two thousand three, but I thought I honestly thought that's why this movie came out until I did the research on it. I thought this was just like a knock on Mad Men. At the beginning. Except that Mad Men came, out, came later. out like later, yeah. Well, Mad yeah. Men is set in the '60s. This is set in the '60s, so you know what I mean. And that's yeah, so the reason why watch... Mad Men. There's actually a reason why the scripts for Mad Men are written the way they're written because they really want to show the blatant like homophobia, the you know the the rise of feminism and like the um, in, in embedded racism in that time period, the class warfare, like that stuff's all in Mad Men because. That's what happened in the 60s. You know what I mean? But can, can you, like you had an opportunity, Chris, uh, especially when we're talking about picking movies, like mm-hmm. you could have, you could have like ran this whole month. Cause if you went like, what was the first film you picked? Uh, was it Bridget Jones diary? Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is also second. Renee Zellweger. Okay. I know, but you're going to see where I'm going with this. Okay. So now you go, what was your second film? Pretty Woman. And then you went with this. Yeah, this is one of my favorite rom-coms. When you could have gone... Up there with like Bridesmaids and Trainwreck. Yes, but you could have gone and put a nice bow on this. You could have picked Notting Hill and Uh... what you now have the Julia Roberts playing technically the Richard Gere character and the Hugh Grant playing the Renee Zellweger character, and it could have all came for a circle. Why but, the fuck didn't you pick that instead of the awful fucking movies you did pick? No, no, because because I thought that's where we, I honestly thought that's where you were going with your picks. And I was no, like, man, ah. I actually, I'm like, I actually I'm like, like he had some movies. I was like, oh, he has some symmetry on this. He has some symmetry, right? And then when you pick this piece of shit, this is a fantastic movie. You don't know what you're talking about. Uh, now Minnow from good. Common Sense Media says it's a hilarious spoof on 60s comedies for a mature 14 plus audience. And I mean, that's, it's just simply wrapped it up. It's almost, it's not quite a musical, but it's got a like lot of music in it, which makes it super fun. Interesting. It actually opens with um, 
Judy Garland singing the the like this title song on the Ed Sullivan Show, um, "Down with Love." Funny enough, Renee Zellweger won her Oscar for playing Judy Garland in 2020. So I thought that was kind of interesting. A little bit of light moving together, the universe. Are you going to do your can-can moment? Oh, I'm going. Are you talking about the fact that also lots of the music is done by Canadian music sensation Michael Bublé? Yeah, yeah. Alberta BBC. Mm -hmm. I went to go see him live. He's very good. I bet he is good. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, again, if you don't, first off, if you don't know those kind of older films and know that they're doing that, like making that homage, you're probably like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Like, it's a bit too campy, but it's campy for a reason. Like, they're, they're specifically, they're both like celebrating and kind of like mocking those films, right? I mean, the fact that like Rock Hudson was like the biggest like sex symbol and had to hide the fact that he was gay. Like, I mean, like these these are all crazy issues that came out of the 60s. You know what I mean? Well, he didn't come out in the 60s. <laughs> he came out when they found out he had AIDS. Um, the DOP on this team. <laughs> well, it's true, man. It's, 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 it's like it's so nonchalant. Like, no, nah, you didn't come out that. It was, it was it was during the 80s. It was, yeah, it was during the AIDS crisis, unfortunately, and he passed away. Um, it's actually one of the things that got Ronald Reagan on board with, like, finally declaring the HIV crisis a crisis or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, as we as I said at the beginning of when my segment here is that, like, it looks really beautiful. So, like, okay, fine. If you don't like the dialogue and stuff, it is very pretty. It is well costumed. It is well shot. The DOP, Jeff uh, Cronenberg? Cronenworth, maybe. Uh, so he's actually uh, done really well for himself. He's got two Oscar nods and a BAFTA nod. So he's the DOP from The Social Network, uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, Fight Club, and Being Ricardos, which is an awful movie that's being nominated for way too many fucking Oscars. But we can talk about that in our Oscar show. Um, I mean, it stars Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor. Uh, which are both, you know, fantastic actors uh, and then backed up by Sarah Paulson and David Hyde Pierce. Like David Hyde Pierce's character, I mean, he does kind of always play his character from Fraser. Yeah. I didn't realize, so this fucking guy has four Tony nominations and has won two Tonys. Uh, So he's like a fucking motherfucking theater whirlwind, you know what I mean? On the stage and screen. Yeah, the... um... Out of the performances, the only performance I enjoyed in this film was Sarah Paulson's. I She's good. She, She's really yeah, good at it. She is really good. Um, but it was funny. Like, I don't really do critics or not critics. You don't but, do them? What do you mean you don't do yeah, them? Yeah, I don't do them. Like, no, what do you mean you don't do them? Like, like, in terms of critic like reviews and what they say. Oh, but, okay, okay, gotcha. But the wrong. Oh, here tomato- we go. You're gonna, this one, you this time you're going to. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is gonna put put it on a bow. It's literally the Rotten Tomatoes critics consensus, and it looks great. But Renee Zellweger and Ewan McGregor have no chemistry together, and the self satisfied knowing tones grates. This is one hundred percent a skip. You do not need to watch it, especially if this is a homage to 1960s. 
Um, maybe if you built this up, maybe if we did these 1960s things, which I'm most likely never going to do. Okay, that uh, sounds like a fucking challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I might pull a you and be like, oh, I, I got to, oh, you got me. I got 15 minutes. I saw the title card. I saw the title card. It looked pretty good. It was a nice title card. I, I saw it. I saw it come up on Netflix. Yeah. I, I, I watched the trailer. It didn't look good. <laughs> I want no, no. I watched the honest trailers. That's all you need to do. They're the Coles notes of the film critic world. But yeah, I like. I am. I'm 100 shocked. You like this movie? Um, are you really shocked? Are I am you, actually. Are really I am. I am. This does not seem like this is way too big budgety to be indie for you so like bridesmaid it had had a fucking 35 million dollar budget that's not really big budget (laughs) that's the mid-budget 2003 that's like still 200 million now (laughs) it's basically blade runner uh which oh by the way the dop so his dad uh passed away like at like 60 some years old is the dop from blade runner as well and he's actually considered one of the most influential cinematographers, probably because of that film, uh, like based like as voted by the American Cinematic uh, Society. So I'm sure one day we'll do Blade Runner uh, and, and you can discuss can this guy and, instead of talking about the nepotism of his son. You have nothing good to say about his son. You're like, fuck it. But his dad, like, fuck, his dad was good. eh? Anyway, you know my opinion. I'll let Scott finish out unless he's already done. And that is our wrap for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends. If you want to get a hold of us, reach us at the www.howdyoulikethatmovie.com. The whole time I was like cringing, like the dialogue. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, and and that's the thing. I usually find something that I can like hand my hat on. Like, you got, you got this, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's good for this. Yeah. And I got nothing. On this. Other than the cost, like the aesthetic, like it looked really like they did. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, I wish I had Renee Zellweger's apartment in 1960s. <laughs> Buddy, you fucking see that shit? Actually, I take uh, catch your blocks too, man, with all the like fucking buttons and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised yours is. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking mirror on the ceiling, fucking revolve. <laughs> Production by Rod Shaver, Vader Monkey Productions.